were listening there, and hopefully you picked up who was in the story. And it's probably a story you've heard a couple of times. And if it's not, it's probably a story you're going to hear a lot about in Girls' Brigade or Boys' Brigade or Sunday School, because it's a story that we tell, because we actually find lots of encouragement in this story. So there was mention of a giant, and this giant had a name. What was the name of this giant? Up the back. Goliath, that's right. So here's Goliath, this giant of a, a warrior. And well, I tried to make a warrior, but admittedly, it's not quite as big as Goliath probably was. But you get the idea, okay? So we have our giant, our warrior. And he wasn't really a, a real giant like the giants you read in the fairy tales and storybooks, which are probably taller than this building. He wasn't that kind of giant. He was a real man, just a very big man, very strong man, very mean man. And that made an impact on all the people of God, on God's army. They were probably feeling a lot of really negative emotions. What do you think they were feeling, boys and girls? What do you think? What might they have been thinking and feeling? What do you think they were Scared, shaking in their boots, probably. Yeah, definitely scared down here. Nervous, definitely nervous and worried. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Any other feelings? Scared, nervous? Definitely. Whoa, check this guy out. Anything else? Terrified, definitely. All these things because he's so big and they probably felt so small in front of him. So small and scared. And so there is Goliath front of the people, and they're feeling small, terrified, scared, worried, nervous, all these feelings. But you know, all of us, you, the adults amongst us, there are things in our lives that make us feel small and worried and scared. And I've asked Ruth, whatever, Ruth, come on up. Ruth is going to be my scribe. Thank you very much, Ruth. And I want to see what ideas do you have of things that make us feel small, scared, or worried? Because we don't have big giants like a Goliath, but there are things that make us feel small, scared, or worried. And adults as well as young people can ch chip out answers. If you've got an idea, what makes you feel small, scared, or worried? Hmm, got an idea here? What's your idea? Say again. Lots of worries. So worries. Let's put out worries, Ruth. Perfect. Another one. People being sad. Definitely. There's lots of things that make us sad, isn't there? Another. John? Trying new things. So new things. Yay. Anything else that makes us small, scared, or worried? Bullies. Definitely. And bullies can happen not only when you're a young person, bullies can happen when you're an adult. Maybe in work, sometimes in families, sometimes in our wider community. Bullies, that's the thing. What else makes us feel small, scared, or worried? Any adults want to chuck out an idea? Reading in front of the church, definitely. So uh, that might be the new things, or definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did so well. Good job. Another one. Yeah, getting bullied, definitely. Getting, and especially if it's really bad bullying. Maybe things like our health. Maybe. 
or costs. You've probably all heard about the costs of, of living. That can be a bit of a giant in our lives. Another one? If somebody hurts you, so being hurt, definitely. And that might be because someone said something that's maybe not a bully, but someone said something that's been a bit unkind and it makes you feel that way. Might be, might be the decline of the church. We've been talking about, so decline. That might seem like a giant we just can't get past. What? Anything else? Last couple? Well, you've been, some great ideas here. Eating apples to be healthy. So, <laughs> foods that were not so ki- so foods. <laughs> yeah, so there can be things that we don't want to do. Whether it's eating healthy foods, thank you Ruth, much appreciated, or, um, or other things. There are lots of things in life that just we don't want to do, and they can feel like a bit of a giant. Something that is there that makes us small, scared, or worried. But in our story, there was one person who wasn't feeling small, scared, or worried. Can you remember his name? Well, we shout it out together. After three. One, two, three. Jesus. Well, that wasn't very loud. Are there any boys and girls out there? One, two, three. Jesus. Oh, that's a bit better. Yeah, David. David. So David, this young boy who said, let no one be scared by this man. I will go and find him. I'll go and find him. He wasn't overcome with fear for some reason. And we'll get to that in a moment. Why do you think, though, everyone around him said, you can't go fight Goliath, David. You'll be defeated. Why did they think that? Why do you think they think that? Lord? He was a young boy. He was maybe just a bit older than some of you. Maybe the same age as some of you. He was really young. Here's this adult that's going to beat him up. Why else would they maybe think he couldn't win? You got an idea? Well, I'm not sure if he's born smaller than a baby, but he was certainly smaller than Goliath. Goliath was this giant of a man. And here's this young boy. Yeah. Any other ideas, Ethan? Yeah, he's not been in the army. He's been too young to be in the army. That's why he was left at home. He's not got experience. And here's Goliath. He's a big pro. He's good at this stuff. So they're thinking, you're too young. You're too small. You have no experience. You're going to get trounced. But David says, I don't care. I'm not scared. I'm going to take him on. And he does that. Because he knows God. When he goes out to fight Goliath, he says, This day the Lord will help me win, for the battle is the Lord's. That's what he says. Now he uses a very special name of God, the Lord. Then we, and in our English Bibles, we put it in capital letters to remind us of a Hebrew name of God, which we don't often say, but we sing it in one of our recent songs, the word Yahweh. Can we say that together? Yahweh. Hmm, you just said some Hebrew. Well done. So Yahweh, that is the name that is behind this word, the Lord. And it's got two things it reminds us of. The first is that God made a promise. And in the church, we've been thinking a lot about the promises God made. Well, one of his promises was to Abraham. And that promise was called a covenant. And this word, this name of God reminds the people of that promise. 
And that he promised to be their God and to care for them, to be with them, to protect them. The second thing it reminds them of is the story of Moses. You've maybe learned about Moses in Sunday school, Boys Brigade, Girls Brigade, Moses. And the people were in Egypt and the, the Egyptians were really mean to them and God rescued them from there. He showed his power. He showed his concern. He showed that he cared and he was there with them. Those are the things they remembered. That God had made a promise and God's character showed that he cared and it was powerful. And that's what we remember when we use the name the Lord or Yahweh. And that is what David remembers as he goes up against Goliath. He remembers this about God. And I think God would want us to be more like David, to be a people who remember his promises and his character against all these giants that we face. Not the warrior, but these other things that come in life. And God showed how faithful he was to his promises and to his character by coming into our world as a man. When God came as a man, what was his name? Hmm, that was quite quiet. What was his name? Jesus. Oh, what was his name? Ah, oh, that is right, Jesus. Jesus was God in a human form. I had the name Jesus. And that was how God showed that he was faithful to every promise. Because we read later in the Bible that no matter how many promises God has made, and there are literally hundreds of promises, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. They are yes in Jesus. They either have been fulfilled or will be fulfilled through Jesus. God is that faithful to his promises and to his character. And you know, there's, there's, a, there's a sign that reminds us of this, that God has proven this. What do you think that sign was? This is a more tricky question, maybe. A sign that the church has used for 2,000 years. What do you think that sign was? Hmm, any ideas? Anybody want to shout out an idea? Do you have an idea? The cross. Now, I thought that one was a wee bit small and too far away. So, well, you know, I'm tidying out the garage for a move. Try not to dunt the wall. Get me in trouble with Gordon. The cross. The cross is a sign that God has been faithful to his promises. That God has overcome the biggest giants, the giants of sin that separate us from God, the giants of death, Jesus rose from the grave, he's alive even now, the giants of evil, that one day the kingdom of God will be all there is and this broken world will no longer be broken. The sign is a cross. It's a massive victory. It's bigger than our giants. Such is the victory of Jesus. And to give us a little moment to pause and think about that a bit more, we've asked our stick drama group to perform for us. They're going to act out a song that reminds us that Jesus, King Jesus, the Lord Jesus, has the victory and that he'll overcome all our giants. And so I welcome the stick drama up. <laughs> 